Good afternoon. Live from Fort Street in downtown Louisville, WFPK presents our weekly live music showcase, Live Lunch. And now, from our performance studio, here's your host, Laura Shine. Good afternoon, everybody. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, today's broadcast is brought to you by Slant Culture Theater Festival and, of course, listeners like you. And we have a, a wonderful guest with us today. Really thrilled to have him here for a live lunch. He's played a Waterfront Wednesday for us before. I don't think ever a live lunch, though. He's playing tonight at the KCD Theater. Show starts at 8 o'clock. He's got a brand new CD called It's a Beacon, It's a Bell. Will you welcome, please, to FPK's live lunch, Matt the Electrician. Thank you very much. All right, I'm going to check my guitar box here. I'm not getting anything. Huh, okay, hold on one sec. How you guys doing? Everybody doing good? Woohoo! <laughs> I didn't I didn't want to have to start that way but that's that's it's my fault so No way to 
bigger I could see you better Yeah, when my heart got bigger I could see you better They were friends and they were girls And I was troubled by the world of men And I spent far too many days Misguided misdirection of the heart And it took some time to navigate that maze And every morning is an exclamation There are stories that are forming every night and I know it's not to win or lose There's only reaching for the light It's a beacon, it's a bell I never have felt so well But wherever you are There's no Thank you very much. I saw you standing on an altar or a mountain 
to come up for air I will be the feathers on the wings of the bird Flies wherever you need to go oh, oh, oh. I saw you working all alone Thank you very much. Oh, that's good water. I had no idea your water was so tasty, Louisville. Thank you. I'm calling you long distance 
about it And I can't do it alone so much those uh, those last two songs were were from my last record accidental thief and uh, uh, I really want to thank uh, WFPK for for playing that record so much and uh, that that was such a that was such a wonderful surprise for me and uh, thank you for doing that but uh, as uh, Laura said earlier I have a brand new record out called it's a beacon it's a bell and uh, I did play the title track from that, and uh, I'm going to play another song from that new record. And that last song, Accidental Thief, I co-wrote with a good friend of mine named John Elliott. Um, do you guys know John Elliott? Wow, nobody knows John Elliott. That's all right. <clears throat> You're going to know a lot about him in a few more minutes. So, um, <clears throat> John was born in Minnesota. I don't really know a lot about the intervening years, um, but he moved to Los Angeles after college and lived there for a long time, and now he lives in San Francisco. And he's a very dear friend of mine, and uh, we wrote that song together, and uh, it was not autobi- it was autobiographical. Um, and, uh, and a couple years ago, um, John was going through kind of some rough times, and, and uh, I was at this thing in Memphis, Tennessee called the International Folk Alliance Music Conference, which is a, a, a business, uh, business-oriented conference for folk musicians, which is an oxymoron. And, uh, <laughs> but we have a lot of fun there. There's thousands of, of song- singer-songwriters and folk singers that go there every year. And um, it, it took place in Memphis, Tennessee for a long time. And 
now it's back to kind of its its roots where it's moving around every year um, to a different city because once once like 5,000 um, kind of hobos basically because folk singers are <laughs> we're just hobos and uh, when we descend on your town and in your hotel um, it's good to like kind of get away quick like in the middle of the night just leave and then go to a different city the next year um, so I think we're doing it in Kansas City uh, in 2014 but Anyway, it's this business conference, and, and, but we really go there and we stay up all night, every night, singing our sensitive singer-songwriter material for one another, and we cry a lot, and it's very special. Um, and I assume there's some business being done, but, uh, but I've, I don't really see it. So, um, But I was at the International Folk Alliance Music Conference in Memphis, Tennessee last year, a couple years ago, and... and um, I was sitting in a room with a bunch of other sweaty, tired, maybe drunk, I don't know, singer-songwriters at 5 a.m. on Sunday morning, the very last night of Folk Alliance, and a friend of ours stood up and said, I'm going to do a John Elliott song, because John was not there, and uh, he played this song, and we were all singing along, and it felt really, it felt really special, it felt like this, we were crying, and, um, and another friend of ours pulled out his phone, and he called up John, and he held up the phone and uh, it was like we were all singing to John directly and it felt even more special and a couple hours later I called up John on the phone I said John did you get our message uh, we called you we were singing your song and he said uh, yeah got it so I got up the next day and I wrote a <clears throat> I wrote a song for my good friend John Elliott And because none of you have ever heard John Elliott, I'm going to play you 10 seconds of a John Elliott song. Um, I can play you the first 10 seconds. Usually I play 20 seconds. But the second 10 seconds um, has a word that I can't say on the radio. So I'm not going to play that part, but I'm going to play the first part. So uh, you'll get a little bit of an idea. Okay. I want it to be perfect. I want it to be right. I want to fall in love. And it's got to be tonight. I don't care if it's you, I don't care if it's her, I don't care if it's both of you. Okay, so that's the first 10 seconds of a John Elliott song. I would say that if you want to hear the second 10 seconds of the John Elliott song, I have a show tonight, and that's all I'm going to say about that. But uh, Oxygen that's leaving all our bodies, man. 
digging trenches and it's hard telling lies and I don't believe that easy is one of the available choices and it's hard to be a family and it's hard to be alone we all know that you don't like talking on the playing tonight at the KCD Theater. For more information, kcd.org. Uh, we're going to talk with Matt here in just a moment. WFBK Radio Louisville's Live Lunch Series is made possible by contributions from listeners like you. And thanks also to our sponsor, the Slant Culture Theater Festival, a celebration of Louisville theater with plays from the area's theater companies. November 14th through the 24th, the launch party features music by Billy Goat Strut Review, Justin Paul Lewis, and the Sandpaper Dolls. Information and tickets at slantculture.com. Thanks also to the City Cafe with Citywide Delivery for any event for providing lunch for our members today. Next week on Live Lunch, Toad the Wet Sprocket. They are back. They uh, have just made their first studio album in about 16 years, and they're going to be playing at Headliners next Friday, and they will be here for live lunch. We're very excited about that. And you can go to WFBK.org and see who else is coming in the next few weeks and listen to past programs there as well, WFBK.org. Matt, the electrician, is with us today, and um, nice to see you again, Matt. Thanks so much for having me. So, Matt, you started out with a little bit of an electrical issue, and uh, you really are an electrician, though, right? Uh, I am. I, uh, I was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you studied to be one and did the, all the testing and everything? Um, I did all the testing. Um, I did, I guess, studying. Um, uh, I didn't really go to school for it. I, you know, I live in Texas. and uh, Is there a relation to that? I don't know what that, that means. <laughs> like, yeah. I, yeah um, <laughs> No, no, only, only, only that it's, uh, sorry. Um, I grew up in Oregon, uh, and there's uh, kind of a heavy union presence there. My, my dad was a union contractor. And up there, if I were to be an electrician, I would, I would have to go to school and do all that before I take the test. But Texas is a right-to-work state, so uh, uh, didn't have to. So uh, I bet that makes you all feel safe. But, uh. 
So, so you ended up um, moving to Austin, though, where it's such a hotbed of, of music, so much going on there. Um, was it music that drew you to Austin originally? Uh, yeah, it was. Although I was, I was really, um, I was very ignorant of, of kind of the long tradition of, of music there and, and all of the, the wonderful songwriters and, and uh, bands that had come out of there. Um, there was a band I, I fell in love with in, in my first year of college called Poidog Pondering. Mm-hmm. And they, uh, they, uh, it was this big, you know, they had penny whistles and all sorts of crazy instruments. It was like a 10, 10 piece band, I think often. And, um, all I knew was that they had at one point lived in Austin. And by the time <laughs> I moved there, they had moved to Chicago, um, at least part of the band. But, uh, um, but that was literally all I knew about Austin. I threw everything in my car. I was up in Oregon, and I drove down to Austin because I knew that this one band that I kind of liked 10 years before had, <laughs> had lived there. <laughs> and so then, so then I, as, as the legend goes, as the story goes, you, you worked as an electrician by day and then would play gigs at night. Yeah, yeah, and, and still in uniform. Yeah, <laughs> I think that was that was kind of how the name stuck. Um, I, as you guys can tell, I I talk a little bit um, <laughs> while I'm on stage, and uh, and uh, I would often have to come straight from work. Uh, it was it was ninety nineteen ninety six, and the economy was booming, and and we're wiring a lot of houses. And so I didn't usually get out of work until seven or eight o'clock at night. And if I wanted to go kind of make the open mic circuit and do all that, I had to, uh, uh, I had to go straight from work. So, you know, straight from 12 hours spent in a 140 degree attic, uh, to a club. And so I spent a lot of my set apologizing usually. (laughs) (laughs) And then you became known as Matt the Electrician. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It helped me out Uh, early on. I met a lot of the kind of the, the old guard Austin musicians because, uh, I think they just saw my name in the, you know, in the weekly. Um, and then they just called me up. I got calls from Charlie Sexton and John D. Graham before I ever met them. Um, just out of the blue going, hey, uh, are you really an electrician? <laughs> I think they figured that if, you know, rather than opening up the yellow pages and just picking randomly, at least I was a musician. And so they, I don't know, I don't know what the deal was, but I got but, a lot of side work that way. So they, they would ask you to, to like fix things for them? And yeah, no, that was how I, that was how I met. <laughs> I, I met, uh, I met both of the Sexton brothers and uh, John D. Graham, who's, who's now, uh, has long been one of my great friends, um, who was in the True Believers with Alejandro Escovedo. Um, I met him because I did some electrical work for him, and the guy who produced two of my CDs and also was the original bass player in Poidog Pondering, Bruce Hughes, um, who played with Cracker and uh, uh, Fastball and a bunch of other bands as well, um, he uh, he had me rewire his house. He bu- He bought a house and... <laughs> He didn't know me at all, but he saw me in the in the paper and and called me up, and he's one of my dear friends too. So that's so. a whole new angle. If uh, somebody who wants to become, you know, a full time musician, they should get a trade first, something like that. Make yourself useful. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and 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 indispensable. Um, yeah. The new album, it's a beacon, it's a bell. I understand. Mm. Uh, Towns Van Zant was a bit of an inspiration. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like I said, when I moved to Austin, I just had, I just had no idea. Um, I grew up uh, in the Northwest and, and, um, I really wasn't exposed to towns or, or, you know, any of the kind of the, the rich history of the Texas songwriters. 
Um, to the point where when I moved to Austin in the first two months I was there, Towns played his last shows at the Cactus Cafe before he died. And uh, I was just hanging out the night that he was uh, playing and I opted not to go. I didn't, I'd never heard of him. I didn't know who he was and I didn't go to the show. Oh. It's, uh, certainly one of my lifelong regrets at this point. But, um, but yeah, so living there um, has just been a, a, a great, an incredible history lesson in a lot of these amazing songwriters, Jimmy Dale Gilmore and Butch Hancock and Joe Ailey, the Flatlanders. And, and uh, I mean, there's just so many. I could go on for right. a while. Now, this, this particular album's a little bit different in that it's very stripped down. Yeah. Just guitar and vocal. What was the choice behind that? Um, I'd, been, I'd been wanting to do that for a while. This was my eighth studio record and my, I think, 11th record overall. And I'd, I'd never done that. I'd always uh, either had my band play with me or, or piled a bunch of other bells and whistles on top. And um, I feel good. Sorry, James. <laughs> I just thought, thought of I James. I just thought somewhere. of James Brown for no reason. That was weird. <laughs> <laughs> it happens. Spontaneous James Brown moments. I know. All right. <laughs> um, <laughs> But, you know, I was listening to a lot of James Brown and realized that <laughs> that he had never really done his stripped down record. And I felt like as a way to pay homage <clears throat> to the hardest working man in show business, I would I would put out a, a solo acoustic record. Yeah. And let go of the cape as well that he yeah, used to wear. Yeah. yeah, I buried my cape in the backyard long ago. <laughs> well, It's a Beacon, It's a Bell is the name of the new album. Um, uh, it's also been said that the songs on this new album mirror the complexities of living as a touring musician and as a father. What are some of those complexities? <laughs> <laughs> Trying to be a father and a touring musician. Do you, Are your kids pretty young? or? Um, they're getting older. My, my daughter's 13 and my son is 9. Um, yeah, it's, uh, you know, I, th I think, uh, it's kind of a constant balancing act. I don't know that it's, it's hard to say from, from my vantage point, um, if it's all that much different from maybe anything else, but, uh, but it's certainly an odd lifestyle and, and I certainly couldn't do it without my wife and, uh, and kind of the support and approval of my kids too. Um, I think if they, if they said we've had enough, which, They've said at times, and then we, <laughs> and then we readjust the scheduling um, to make it work a little bit better. Mm. Um, but you know, the, uh, the there are days where I feel like this is a justification. But um, but I do believe that uh, all the time I did construction, I was working ten or twelve hour days every day, working Saturdays. Um, the time that I got to spend with my kids was was really small, and now I might be gone for three weeks or even a month. Um, but then I'm home, like, and I'm home solid for a month or two. And I'm, th I take them to school. I, well, I don't take them both to school in case my wife's listening. I know that. Uh, <laughs> <clears throat> <laughs> Sorry, I forgot this was radio for a minute. <sighs> I gotta, I gotta rein in the lies. Um, I'm a terrible father. Uh, I don't even have a family. Um, <laughs> it's uh, no, but you know, I do. I do get to spend a lot of time with them when I am home, and and I do feel like that's a that's a a, a good trade off. And I, 
when my wife and I both quit our day jobs, which was when our daughter was born about 13 years ago, which seemed like the responsible thing to do. Um, <laughs> when, when that happened, um, we, you know, part of our, part of the impetus for that was we just, we, at le- we wanted our kids to just see us at least trying to do what we really wanted to do. And if it didn't pan out, we weren't going to, you know, whine about it. We were just going to go get another job. But so far it's worked out. Well, that's great, and uh, um, we're we're just thrilled that you're here. We love your music. Thank you so much for being here today. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks yeah. so much for having me. Absolutely, Matt, the electrician, <laughs> playing tonight at the KCD Theater, the Kentucky Country Day School Theater, and uh, we welcome him once again. Oh, I believe in you 
disappear The clutter and the clear What is ours Might have been the stars You are dying just like me We will be surrounded by the Thanks so much. You guys all still doing well? Good. Enjoying your lunch boxes? Okay, good. I'm a big fan of the lunchbox. Um, I mean, I liked. I had a lunchbox when I was a kid, and uh, and then I got beat up at school for having that because it was the year that it was cool to bring your lunch in paper bags. I didn't know it was a new town. So I had to beg my mom to, uh, to please put my lunch in a paper bag. And she said, well, that's wasting paper bags. And I said, Mom, come on. You're killing me here. It's like a new town, and they're beating me up because of my lunchbox. Um, well, partly because of my lunchbox, and then partly because um, I also brought uh, sardine sandwiches to school every day. So it didn't really matter, I guess. But uh, I think I'm going to do a song that's from one of my older albums, and it's uh, and uh, one of my, I don't think this made it in, into the song, if I remember the lyrics correctly, but uh, one of my favorite things about, um, I, get to, uh, I get to tour over in Japan a lot, and I, I've been going over there once a year for about the last seven years, and uh, one of my favorite things is the long train rides, and you get to buy the lunchbox at the station before you go. So, so see, this whole story did have a point. Um, <clears throat> Osaka in the rain 
seems I've left you behind again Even if I stop, the world will not I would still be walking in Osaka in the Just a quick note. Um, I'm out on the road. I've been out for a couple of weeks, and um, and I just uh, in the middle of that song, I was I was uh, I was thinking, gosh, I, I don't like the feeling of my scarf on my neck. And then I realized I'm not wearing a scarf. Um, and I, I just I, w- I wanted you to know that this. I, I wanted to have my beard trimmed a little bit uh, for you guys, and uh, I just the the scissors I have are too small. And it um, anyway. It's not my intention for it to be this unruly, and I and I apologize for that because um, it's a little out of control right now, and um, to the point where I feel like I'm wearing a scarf. So um, I know that this makes for good radio, and uh, but I just I apologize, Louisville. This is a tune that I wrote for my wife uh, years ago. It's a little step in the right direction. Couldn't see it from space. I'm right next to you. Whatever you decide to do I've got your back We're on the same track In the universe Your molecule In my eyes Your great big deal Bigger than the moon You're the only tune I hear I've got your back We're on the same track Then we're moving together And if we're standing still Then it's still forever I 
I'm not a psychic, I'm not a mind reader I don't know when our ship's gonna be here Oh, if it never comes in I would do it all again I've got your back, we're on the same track And if a big wave washed it all away The apocalypse and the judgment day I would testify Looking God in the eye Saying I got her back We're on the same track And if we're moving Then we're moving together And if we're standing still Then it's still forever It's a little step in the right direction Couldn't see you from space I'm right next to you Whatever you decide to do I've got your back We're on the same track And if we're moving Then we're moving together And if we're standing still Then it's still Forever Thank you. All right, well, I'm going to change to a, a different instrument real quick here. Where's James Brown when you need him? All right. <laughs> This is a banjo ukulele. Yeah, I think it was made in the mid to late 20s. And I don't think it's been in tune ever since then. close to tune. It's going to go away in a second. So just enjoy it while it's still happening. We drove forever into the sunshine down all the dirt roads all through the summertime hey dad i think we're going in the wrong direction tourist destination family vacation a two three four quick take a picture next to that statue put on this t-shirt it really suits you hey mom i think 
I lost it. Don't lose your temper. You won't remember. All I know. Oh my God. I'm in love. I Sure, I've got to play it cool. Bathing beauty, hotel swimming pool. Hey there, I said, so no one else would really hear me. Want you to be near me. Thank you very much. I want to. Uh, I want to thank uh, Laura and everybody here at WFPK for for being so kind to me and uh, having me here multiple times now. But the first time for the live lunch, uh, I really appreciate it. Thank you guys, and thank you so much for coming out and and spending your uh, your lunch time. I assume you all have jobs and you have to go back to them and. So I thank you for spending your lunch here. Thanks. Well, I am. Uh, I'm going to do another song from my new record, and and uh, and then uh, hope to uh, hope to see some of you out tonight. Uh, I mean, maybe some of you, but also people out there. There's other people listening to this. Okay. But I'm going to do, um, this is the last song on my brand new record, It's a Beacon, It's a Bell. And um, I, do, I do a lot of traveling um, and a lot of kind of crazy, crazy driving um, that I shouldn't do. Um, and I've, I've kind of, I've pushed myself uh, driving-wise on several occasions uh, a little further than I probably should have. And so I'm, as I get older, I'm kind of backing off of that. But uh, last year I was doing a West Coast tour 
and uh, every every year uh, I do a West Coast tour, and it takes about a month. And uh, oftentimes I start off in Arizona or maybe Southern California, which is still pretty far away from Austin. Um, it takes like eight or nine hours just to get out of Texas if you head west. Um, so, so it's it's a bit of a drive no matter what. But last year, um, my very first show was in Ketchikan, Alaska, um, which was interesting routing, but um, <laughs> it just was what it was, and that's how it had to be. So, um, so I didn't have any shows on the way out, and I was traveling by myself, and but I needed my car out there, so I couldn't fly. I couldn't fly from Austin to Ketchikan. I had to go out to like Portland or Seattle to fly up. So I allowed myself three days, and I drove by myself from Austin to Portland, which was 38 hours. And it was 14 hours the first day and 12 the second and 12 the third. And um, yeah, so uh, don't do that. Um, I was broken for like three or four days after that. And uh, yeah, I'm not going to do that again. Um, but while I was out on this, on this drive, um, I, a friend of mine who lives in Toronto, Canada, had texted me, um, kind of asking where I was. She's also a touring musician, and and we keep in touch a bit. And we're also in a songwriting game together where we trade back and forth titles on the internet. And there's a bunch of other people involved, and it's uh, it's a lot of fun. And so we'll send a title ba uh, title out once a week, and then you have a week to write and record that song and send it back to everybody on the on the list. It's kind of like homework. And um, just like homework when I was younger, I, I never do it until about 20 minutes before it's due. Um, <laughs> But nonetheless, it forces me to it forces me to 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 stay stay creative and stay working and and keep on writing every day. But um, so she had sent me a text and just asked where I was, and I instead of responding uh, with words, I took a picture of an ice machine and kind of this West Texas scene with cactus, and I thought that would be exotic for someone in Toronto. And so I sent it to her, and then I said, write a song about that. And like 20 minutes later, she sent me this song, and it was uh, written, and it was really good. And uh, and so I thought that was cool, but it also made me feel like I wasn't getting a lot accomplished while I was out on my 38-hour drive. And so the morning of day three, she sent me a picture of matched luggage, which I'm really into. I'm sure you guys all are too. Yeah, it's a normal thing. There's nothing weird about that. And um, But I have a lot of bags. I have a lot of luggage. I travel a lot. It makes sense. And so... Uh, so yeah, so I had this, uh, uh, she sent me this picture, and then real quickly, uh, write a song about that. I'm just kidding, I know you're driving. And I thought that was condescending. And so, <laughs> so I wrote this song in my car out in the middle of California, and, uh, and I sent it to her, and, um, and she and her partner are in a band called Dalla in Toronto, and they, uh, they started covering the song and then asked when I was going to have a recording of it. So I put it on this new record and I asked them to come sing it with me. So it's a three-part harmony on the record. There's just one-part harmony today. And don't worry, WFPK, this is a really short song. I'm watching the clock. It's all cool. We're all good. Okay. Everybody, take a deep breath. There we go. my eyes could see you hold my memories inside you when I'm driving hours past past mountains deserts tall green grass the sun is setting in the west 
You always fit me best. You are my suitcase, my one and only suitcase. Or maybe I'll have two case, or three or four or more, for truly I adore you. Six or eight or ten, for when I leave again next time. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening, you guys. Matthew Electrician plays tonight at KCD Theater. Thanks again to the Slant Culture Theater Festival for, for, for uh, being our sponsor, and thanks to you. Have a great weekend. You've been listening to WFBK Radio Louisville's Live Lunch, made possible by our contributing listeners. Andy High is our recording engineer. Paul Nevitt runs the house sound. And WFBK's Live Lunch is produced by Stacey Owen. <laughs>